0: Welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Schaaphorst. With me is Vinny Tadero. And uh, the first, uh, I'd say, really surprising game of the season, uh, or at least in the negative sense, Cowboys lose to the Broncos 30-16. to And uh, the final score, definitely not indicative of how the game went. It, it was really more like 30 to nothing. Um, So that drops team to six and two. Um, So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that game. What we think is kind of fluke versus what we think is, uh, you know, maybe part of a larger concern that we expect to carry over. But as always, we'll start off with a trivia question. And this week it is Vinny's turn to ask the question. So Okay.
1: I want you to name two Cowboys players who returned punts during the Cowboys dynasty years. uh, The 90s dynasty.
0: Um... Well, Deion Sanders has to be one. And Kelvin Martin?
1: Alright, can you name three?
0: (laughs) Um...
1: Ooh. It was a Jimmy Johnson draft pick. Jimmy's last big draft pick before he got fired.
0: So that would have been 93. Hmm.
1: It nah. was also oh. a wide receiver.
0: Uh, oh, Uh, I said Kelvin Martin. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Kevin Williams. Okay. I knew it was a Williams. Ah, I should have... Kelvin Martin and Kevin Williams. Because I I was thinking Kelvin Williams, but I was like, that can't be it. Kevin Williams. Okay. Well. Well, you got two. That's all I asked for. Yeah. All right. So, uh... I'll. Uh, I have a feeling you've got some some thoughts here, so I'll, I'll let you start. How, how big of a concern do you think is this? Uh, was this loss to to Denver, Vinny? Well,
1: uh, I don't know how big of a concern it is. I don't know exactly what to make of it, but I'll tell you the approach that I would take toward it, and that would be one that, that where. You really got to call the team out, and Jimmy jo- Jimmy Jerry Jones, to his credit, has done that. Yep. He has come out and said that was as flat uh, uh, an effort as he's seen. All right, so he's calling out his coach. Yep. All right, and he's calling out his players. He didn't make any distinction, and I think that's a good thing that he did that. And you know, this points to our biggest flaw, and that's our head coach because our head coach did not have us prepared to play this football game, either the Cowboys went in there... There are three scenarios here, possible scenarios. Either they went in there overly confident, not putting all their effort into it, or exposed flaws that were previously not exposed, or a combination of the two.
0: Yeah,
1: And... My take on I've I've said all along that we won't know what kind of team we have until Thanksgiving, and yep. that's you have I really I really believe that's true. Yeah, I really think we're going to learn a lot about this team in the next couple weeks. If they want to be a serious threat in the playoffs, they have to win their next couple games. They're playing Atlanta,
0: and then who do they play after Atlanta? Kansas City, and Kansas then City. the Raiders, I believe.
1: All right, so. They've got to start, and they won six in a row. So let's give them credit for that. Should have been seven in a row, all right. So I don't, I don't want to jump. Um, I'm not ready, ready to throw myself off a cliff yet, or to throw the team off a cliff. But I think that it's time that um, some of the concerns that you and I have raised um, get acknowledged, and that we don't have a good head coach. Um, no head coach. I don't remember any Barry Switzer team. Coming out this flat, thirty to zero to an, a five hundred football team like the Denver Broncos who just traded away maybe their best player.
0: Yeah,
1: you've got to be you've got to be kidding me. The Broncos are not that good of a team. No. All right. And we were playing at home, mm-hmm. and we weren't. It's not like we we suffered a lot of injuries. Stack was back in there. It's not like we were playing with Cooper Rush or somebody like somebody of his elk alright what we saw was a team that got outplayed out hustled out coached Yeah. and you want to look at specific problems okay let's start with Tyron Smith I've been saying you know all along Tyron Smith is a Cadillac with a bad engine okay mm-hmm. he looks real good okay but he's about to fall apart he's nearing retirement we paid him a lot of money we put a lot of trust in him to stay healthy this sum this year and now he's out with a high ankle sprain which i don't care how they spin it that's a pretty bad injury okay why did they do that okay why do you invest so much money and so much faith in a guy who's been nothing but injury riddled for now as long as i can remember okay Mm -hmm. That's what they did. They Tyron Smith will be fine, Tyron Smith will be fine. No, he's a liability to this team, okay, as good as he is, and he's great when he's on his game. There's no doubt that he's great, but you can't be anything when you're on the trainer's table, on the trainer's table, or you're sitting on the sideline and you're not playing. And he he is similar to what Romo was at the end of his career, in that he's just an injury waiting to happen. So, they need to cut ties with him this offseason. They need to find a new left tackle. Terrence Steele, from what I saw, I was just able to watch the highlights. From what I saw, Terrence Steele was not up to the task of playing left tackle. No. He was good at right tackle. Left tackle, no. from what I saw, you know more about it than I do. All right, so I'm going to defer to you on this. Yeah. But didn't look like he had a good game. All right? Didn't look like he could be anything more than a right tackle in this league either that or he needs to you know he's got growing pains to get rid of okay but i think he's a he, he played very well for us at right tackle at left tackle from what i saw he was not very good all right certainly not tyron smith good but you're being held hostage by these players and you're putting too much faith in these guys now the second player that comes to mind is dak prescott now it was two years ago that on this very show that i said we should cut ties to Dak Prescott. He's too expensive. He's not an elite quarterback. And there are a couple guys out there that we could have gotten at the time. Teddy Bridgewater, who, who's now 5-4 and four with the Broncos. Who, and Teddy Bridgewater would put up good numbers in this system because this is a very quarterback-friendly system. And Ryan Tannehill, who's got the Titans as maybe the best team in the AFC right now. But instead, they stick with Dak Prescott. And they overpay him. And they just, again, their heads are in. There's just... Overly optimistic that he's going to be okay. He's not okay. All right, he's not okay from that ankle, in, from that ankle injury. He was not himself on Sunday. All right, the calf sprain. If I'm sure it affected his throat. Oh, he made some awful throws on Sunday. All right, so you put you overpay. First, you overpay him, and then you say, should we have paid him in the, at all in the first place, since he's got this injury he's coming off of? right so you're taking these risks that you don't need to take if you're the Dallas Cowboys and do they do it part of the reason they do it is because they're overly cut they're full of themselves and they're stupid and the other reason is because they like their marquee names Dak Prescott marquee name yeah Ryan Tannehill nothing sexy about Ryan Tannehill all he does is win all right yep. and Tyron Smith, Tyron Smith needs to go to Florida all right, it's time for him to retire. He's great when he plays, but you can't be anything when you're sitting on the sideline with yet another injury. And now to another body part. High ankle sprain is a pretty serious injury. Yeah. So, and then we got a bunch of malingerers, as far as I'm concerned. Michael Gallup should have been back by now. Demarcus Lawrence maybe should have been back by now. And Neville Gallimore should have been back by now all right what's going on with this team that these guys are sitting out and everybody's forgotten about them and they need to be out there all right do we have a bunch of wusses on this team why is it michael gallup back why is it neville gallimore out there they're needed do they really want to? does demarcus lawrence really want to play football because i'm not sure he does
0: Lawrence yes, is the one has. that I, I yes. wasn't expecting to be back by now. Lawrence is the only one. But the other, t- Gallup, it definitely, I was expecting to be. I was expecting him to be back by the Vikings game, and, and certainly by this one. Um, and then Gallimore is kind of in between. But, yeah, my thing with Tyron Smith is it's tough. I, I do think if you can get, I, I you know, going into this season, I, I mentioned, you know, and we talked about this before, comparing him to Romo. The fact that he's played, you know, six games, that, that was that's proves he's more durable than Romo was at the very end of his career oh, I'm at not the very saying least. That's the same. But I'm saying right. they're similar. But but I think if you can get even ten games out of Tyron Smith a year at the level that he's played this year, that's worth his salary, and and remember, we paid him. I think in 2013. No. no. And I, I don't think I think is at that level of play at such an important position. Because yes, it, it was a glaring weakness in this game, and you know, hindsight 2020. But it really should have been the other way around. Collins should have gone to left tackle. He played left tackle in college. He he wasn't playing this year. If if you wanted to, like, for the most part, I've been uh, I've been more impressed by McCarthy this year.
1: But but you can't have a glaring weakness for four games in a year that can destroy all of your playoff hopes.
0: Right, I, now, I, I agree it's, with it's
1: that. Reliability, he I, needs to go.
0: I agree with that that you can't have a glaring weakness. But I think if you if you put Lyle Collins to beyond the fact that. I think we would have had a better chance at winning this particular game. I think it's a better long term solution because, yeah, you've got to at least have a contingency plan for Tyron Smith. At, at the very least, even if you don't want to cut him or, or trade him, you got to have a plan. And, and Terrence Steele clearly. Michael
1: Clay dropped the ball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Michael I mean... Clay
1: had every opportunity. He had Terrence Steele. He had Brandon Knight. He's the fourth round draft pick. Yeah. He's went out and got a free agent, okay? None of them can do the job.
0: Well, we haven't seen Lyle Collins get
1: well, but a he's chance. Not, he's never been discussed as a left tackle possibility.
0: No, but but he played it in college. He played it at a high enough what level Mar- to be drafted. I think, Zach, was he a left tackle or yes. right? Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, that Yeah, I mean... You can't my, pay
1: him that much money and have him be on the sideline for a quarter of the season
0: he's gotta go tyron smith yeah yeah i i understand that but i mean he's so he's he's a he's a huge difference maker when he's on the field and well, i i would trade go. him if you can trade him sure but i i would unless unless it's like a career ending injury i would lean towards towards keeping him or trying to trade him for like two first round picks like some of oh, these other tackles have gotten, yeah. But, um, no, I mean, my my impression of this game, and, and pretty quickly I, I got the sense, okay, this is this is the letdown game, and this is the game that, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I was expecting us to have at, at least one of these games at some point. I didn't expect it to be Denver. I think both of us thought we would, we would beat them and, and beat them, you know, fairly comfortably Um, but yeah I mean I I saw this as the game where we went into it thinking that our shit didn't stink we had all the you know media pundits talking about us and how we beat the Vikings in Minnesota without Dak Prescott and how we're the best team in in the league and I, I think we were buying into the hype a little bit and clearly came out flat against a team that, you know, yes, they're not like they're not going to be a Super Bowl contender, but they're not a bad team. And the the thing well, they I They were
1: 4 and 4.
0: Yeah, they're 4 and 4 and and they if you look at the splits, the teams they beat were the bad teams, the teams they lost to were the good teams. So it seemed yeah, like so Yeah,
1: they're nothing. They you shouldn't they shouldn't have lost this game. No. It was embarrassing. It was 30 to 0.
0: Right. No, they shouldn't have lost it, and they shouldn't have lost it in the way they did. But right. but I'm saying like it's not like this was the this wasn't the the Bills losing to the Jaguars. The 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 Broncos are are a respectable team and I okay. think the 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 big difference I noticed in this game, I feel like Denver their coaches watched last week's game. They saw the Vikings just effortlessly move down the field and score on us the first drive. And smartly, they said, why didn't they just do that the whole rest of the game? Instead, they got super conservative beyond the fact that Kirk Cousins, you know, shrivels up at any sign of pressure. Um, and they were just more aggressive. Like, they, you know, they did run the ball down our throat, that that too. Um, but they, they were taking shots. They were not afraid at all of Trayvon Diggs. And they they you know they burned him this is the downside of uh, you know a guy that had been giving up yards and it seems like only the last two weeks he's been penalized a lot but he had been giving up yards all season with the exception of the first game and against the eagles but now you get but he was getting interceptions and that to many people many fans made up for everything yep. and yep. now you're seeing you know what what was bound to regress he's not going to get interception every game and and I I'd say you could say that for the whole defense the defense was giving up a lot of yards throughout the season and we were making up for it by the fact that teams were behind us so we knew that they were passing they had to give up on the run before you know it wasn't like we were stuffing the run that's why we're giving up 88 yards per game which is the the big stat they kept throwing out it's because teams are losing against us and they gave up on the run because they they had to try and come back in this game they're winning so they they can you know continue running the ball and we're not getting the turnovers which was a big part of our our success as the defense and, and what made us look like we were a significantly better defense. I, I think, you know, my my impression of this defense at this point in the season is that we're not we're not like we were at the very beginning of last year. We were just an absolute dumpster fire. But I think we're basically the same as we were the majority of last year, which is just a below average defense. And, well, and maybe wait a get. Second.
1: Wait a second. Your man's
0: not on the field. D. Law. That's that is true, and okay. and I think he would have helped in this game in particular because they were running a lot of they had a lot of chunk plays where the defensive end just just did not contain at all. And, what was that
1: Terrell
0: Basham? Yeah, Terrell. So. It's trash. Yeah, Terrell Basham, uh, Goldson, who who had a pretty good start, but had has been pretty mediocre and then just was bad yesterday. Brent really.
1: Out, another guy sitting on the sidelines.
0: Yeah. And I, I got to say he in general, he has been a disappointment. I, I, I really was excited about that signing. I thought he would be a big part of shoring up this run defense and he has, he has been underwhelming in general. The defensive line absolutely did not come to play. Uh, yesterday and and you can go down the line maybe the the best performer uh, of like a true defensive lineman and and this is (laughs) you know the opposite of my preseason prediction Carlos Watkins actually has been respectable the last few weeks he's pretty much the only guy on our interior that's that's showing anything um Odigizua after a good start he he flashed a few times but
1: he hit the rookie
0: wall. Yeah, yeah, he's he's slowing down. The other guy, not not that we really should have expected a whole lot, but this the sixth round rookie, I am not even to say his name now cuz he he has been bad. He hasn't played a ton of snaps, but yeah. he is grading like be, be below Nick Hayden levels. Um, I, I don't think he should be on the field, period. I'd rather see more Justin Hamilton and and Carlos Watkins, like I said, he's been playing decent. The guy that had been on a super hot streak who just completely fell back. Yep. Yeah. Randy Gregory just did, did nothing. And, you know, really the only two guys that showed showed much on defense were Micah Parsons who had two and a half sacks on nine, Blitzes or, or nine pass rushes the entire game, like if I mean you can look at any number of things and realize this guy is good at rushing the passer. He's not good at any other things on defense. He's or not nearly as good. He is an elite pass rusher any way you slice it. And the fact that we're you know rushing him like 45 percent of the pass plays he's on the field. Is asinine. It makes absolutely no sense to me, um, and and I don't know how that's gonna. Oh, I think
1: he's a good run stuffer. I think he's a good run stuffer as a middle linebacker. Maybe he's not the greatest in coverage, but yeah. he can play middle linebacker as a runner, run stuffer.
0: I mean, he's he'll make the hits, but I think his, you know, his his ability to read plays and diagnose, he's better at getting off blocks than you know Vander Esch or Jalen Smith, which is. You know, it's nice get to see. Released? Yes, yes, he got released by the Packers after like 2 weeks. Okay.
1: That proves it. He doesn't want to play football. I said that yeah. from the beginning.
0: Well, he he did not play well for them. Um, he doesn't want to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um but no, I mean
1: I He hasn't wanted to play since he got paid.
0: Yeah. No, i I'm, I'm with you. Um but no, I mean the defense I think the defense is more of the concern. I, I think the offense; it was just kind of a weird, fluky game. I, I'm not taking a whole lot of stock in it. Um, we had a couple, just weird plays. We had Amari Cooper. who hadn't dropped a pass all year. Had yeah. like the equivalent of the the Patrick Creighton drop in the yeah, 2007 playoffs, where it yeah. was. And it was a. I mean, if there were. Two sequences that summed up the the nature of this game. It was third and one. Dak Prescott throws it to Amari Cooper wide open. Would have been at least a 30-yard gain, and he drops it. Hit him right in the gut. Couldn't have been an easier throw. The next play, it's fourth and one. Keep in mind, Dak Prescott scrambles out to his right, probably could have run for the first but instead he he bombs it to CD Lamb and CD Lamb was open he had probably 3 or open. 4 four steps on the guy and Dak overthrew him so he had a, a
1: couple weren't there a couple plays like that where he missed an open lamb Yeah, he
0: well there was one other blatant one where Lamb yeah. got behind the defense and Dak missed yeah. him um, you can't you can't,
1: can't have it. I mean that's yeah. the calf yeah. I'm sorry that's the calf
0: Yeah I, I don't know I, I it could have been partly the injury. Um, I think they were just kind of out of sync. Um, you don't
1: pay, I'm sorry, but you don't pay that kind of money to a guy who, saw, who just is coming off an injury that serious. Sorry. And I never. I didn't I did, You remember? I didn't want this guy in the first place. I yeah. said trade him, take Ryan Tannehill or Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater just neatly beat us and played a really nice game. Teddy he Bridgewater. Did, would, but he's. But Bridgewater would. Bridgewater would excel in this offense.
0: I don't He's think not, he'd be as good as Dak. I, I think Tannehill maybe, but I don't think. Teddy Bridgewater is... you know how
1: much cheaper he is?
0: Yeah, no, that's and that's the argument is 20, you know, you're probably talking about $25 million in savings. Does that give you a better team than Dak... Dak's and he upside. doesn't
1: have it. He doesn't have an injury which might r- impact the rest of his fucking career.
0: Well, <laughs> he That's, hasn't had it recently, but he he had a pretty brutal injury. No, he
1: did. I mean, early I mean, I mean, you
0: know, I mean, yeah, 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 I mean in I, recent times, I he had a mean, bad right?
1: stretch there. Okay? Yeah, but he's overcome that. Right now, we have a guy with a big, big question mark, and we got a left tackle with a big, big question mark. That, yeah. the, those are bad
0: things. They yep, are really those are key. bad things. Key positions, yeah, and, and I do think you know I've gotten into this argument with a few people since the game. One guy saying that if Dak had played a a good game, we could have won, and I, yeah, I I don't agree with that. I think I do think Dak, and and I I don't think it's quite to the same extent, but I I almost feel like Trayvon Diggs, like those guys they're such the face of their side of the ball that the rest of the team does respond to how they're playing a little bit maybe it's you know not even it's like subconsciously but I think Trayvon Diggs getting basically whooped to start the game he so he had a play and honestly the touchdown he gave up like that wasn't even the worst of it for me that was a perfect ball by by Teddy Bridgewater he was in pretty good position there you know that that's going to happen the one that I that I had a bigger problem with was on the first drive of the game I believe this was like third and long and he is covering Cortland Sutton in the end zone and and he's in good position and Teddy Bridgewater throws it on like an in-breaking route and he just like crashes into him way early they call a pass interference like he was in position to make the play like he i I feel like he doesn't trust his his technique sometimes and and he's too much of this this freelancer and and there's an element of that which helps like he he, that's part of why he's getting some of the interceptions but he's got to he's got to shore up his technique a little bit he did I'll give him credit. He made one really nice play where uh, they completed a pass to, to Tim Patrick, who was the guy that beat him for the touchdown, and he went in and punched the ball out. Um, so that was the, his one good play of the game. But other than that, he was, he was penalized a couple times, gave up the touchdown. Um, yeah, and then Anthony Brown, who I think has been shockingly – Competent this year, he yeah. also did not have a very good game. Um, yeah, the defense is at a at a turning point, and we've got you know hopefully Gallimore comes back in the next couple weeks. Where's he been?
1: Where's he been? He hasn't he hasn't know. shown up all season.
0: I don't know. Man. I mean that's
1: my boy, so I'm really offended yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know I'm really disappointed in Neville Gallimore. I'm really disappointed in the sixth round defensive tackle. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're very, they're very needed and they're, they're not, they're nowhere to be found.
0: Yeah.
1: Neville Gallimore, does he want to play in this league or does he want to sit on the sidelines? You know, eventually you get something, you know, you got to take a Jimmy Johnson, uh, Bill Parcells attitude sometimes and just say, look, do you, do you, you may not be a hundred percent, but do you want to play or do you want me to give your job to somebody else? Yeah. And I'm not, I wouldn't be afraid to say that to anybody, including Tyron Smith. So I'm looking, looking way ahead to the off season. I think the needs are obvious. Left tackle has to be addressed. I was going to say center, but I think Tyler Biotish is played well. I yeah. think he's going to be a really good center in this league. He needs to get stronger. But yeah. I think he's going to be really good. So you're looking at just left tackle and wide receiver, since I don't think Gallup's going to be back. All right. Yeah. Although the way things are going, he might he might miss the whole season and blow his chances at a free agent contract.
0: Um, I, I've heard people say that that that's the strategy is they're keeping him out to lower his his uh, you know chances in free uh, agency. I don't, I, I don't buy that. Yeah, I don't know if I even if they were. There's no dead way dead to, dead to dead yeah dead yeah.
1: One very unhappy right. player. Right but uh, I think that that you know going into the off season left tackle wide receiver on offense not a lot I think the offense is in pretty good shape yeah. and then defensively cornerback
0: yeah
1: and defensive tackle defensive end and linebacker you know yeah. and those are the six things that need to be addressed in free agency and the draft it, but you know I don't know I don't know how much they're going to be able to do in free agency but the cab.
0: yeah well, one, one guy who, and, and yeah, this, this would take a lot of finessing to be able to make this happen because it is going to be, he's going to get paid. Um, but one guy I, I would keep an eye on in, in free agency is J.C. Jackson, the Patriots cornerback, who I believe is, is trailing only Diggs in, in the interception category. He's, I think he's who Cowboys fans think Trayvon Diggs is. Um, in that he's he's also not like a lot he's not Darrell Revis, Deion Sanders, but he is more locked down right now than Trayvon Diggs is, but he is a ball hawk like Trayvon Diggs. He's he got, I think, nine interceptions last year. He's got five this year. Um, him and Trayvon Diggs would be kind of an interesting now I, I think he's going to get paid probably like fifteen plus million a year, so I, I don't know if we're going to be able to make that happen. But but he's a guy I'd be interested in.
1: Where are the rookies? They sent a second round draft pick and a third round draft pick on a couple of what?
0: Yeah, well, uh, you're talking about injured players not coming out, all, coming back, but. Uh, second round rookie is back he, he yeah. played a little bit he didn't do much he was more of a special teams player in this game Great. but he was on the field so that's something um, yeah I'm, I'm guessing he's not going to do a whole lot until maybe at the very end of the year um, in, barring injury of course but yeah the and fact the that he's out there is has good. been invisible Yeah. Well, he, and that was to be expected. Remember this guy was basically, it should have been undrafted. We took him in the third round and then he flashed in preseason or, you know, not even preseason, but in, in camp without pads on. And everyone's like, Oh, see, you were wrong about this guy. He's a, he's a beast because he's tall and he runs a good forty. And nope, he, he's a guy that shouldn't have been drafted. And we took him in the third. That doesn't make him good. And you know, that that's no shock to me. Um, but yeah, Joseph, um, I think he should be able to contribute. He's got some some talent. Um, but uh, but yeah. So the fact that he's on on the field at least. And,
1: is something. and who else went on IR now? But the tight end, the overrated, highly paid tight end, Blake Jarwin.
0: Wow, I didn't even. I didn't know yeah. that. Wow.
1: Yeah, I read that he's on IR. Maybe what I read was incorrect, but I know I read it.
0: Huh. I okay? mean. What the hell no, was right, thinking? No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah that's. He had, like, he had like six
1: six games where he caught a ball, and I, like I said at the time, he's only catching balls because nobody cares about him.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's that's one of our worst contracts, now, right now. Now he's
1: injured again. You know, I, I think they they got to take Tyron Smith, guys like Tyron Smith and Blake Jarwin, all right, and send them and have them play maybe Powderpuff. <laughs> that's where they that's where they belong right now.
0: He's at least Tyron powerful. Smith is, is good at his job. Blake Jarwin, God, that's such a bad contract. But if you
1: don't show up for work, you're not, you're not a good player. Okay? And Tyron Smith ain't showing up for work. But regardless of what the problem is, okay, if he's getting injured all the time, he's just too pivotal. If he was a guard, I'd say, yeah, maybe we could live with it because guard isn't as important. But he's so pivotal, we've got yeah. nobody, you know... It doesn't seem like we have anybody to replace him. We wasted a fourth round pick on the guy who I don't even want to say his name. Okay. Yeah. You know, what is going on here with but this is typical Dallas Cowboy. You know, it's always it's always pie in the sky with them. And until they get realistic, I don't think they're they're not going to be a championship team. You know, and I don't yeah. want to overreact to this loss because I know a lot of good, you know, a few good teams in the NFC lost on Sunday. Yeah. But none of them lost like this.
0: Right. And and I think this, the next couple, I mean, if you look at our schedule moving forward, you, you can look at it one of two ways. If we play like we did against the Broncos, we could lose to every team. Uh, maybe the Washington's oh, yeah. pretty bad, but every other team... E- you know Philadelphia. Even they played the Chargers tough. I don't think they're a bad team. I think our, our win against them was not indicative of how that team is. They're they're not a good team, but they're you know they'll win seven games. The Giants, same thing. They beat the Raiders, and the Raiders were. Ex- I was kind of expecting them to be one of our tougher opponents. Uh, you've got the Saints who lost to the Falcons. Um, and I, I don't think the Falcons are particularly great. It's really Arizona. That's the one. And that's assuming everyone's healthy right now. They're without Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. That's the one really tough opponent. But like I said, I, I go back to the, the beginning of, of you know preseason predicting these games. There's not a lot of games that I'm like, oh, we're going to lose this one for sure. Or we're going to beat this team for sure. And how we play is going to to dictate everything because, like I said, there's not really any, you know, lay down wins. We're, we're not playing Detroit. We're not playing the New York Jets. We're not – although even the New York Jets aren't – they've, you know, they beat the Bengals. Um, they beat the Titans. That That's – right now that's looking like one of the weirdest games of the year. Yeah. Um,
1: well, look, I'm just, I'm taking the view of, look, I don't think this this defines us as a team, this loss, but it certainly, if I'm the coach, this is my reaction, you know, because I want to look at all the possible reasons, all the reasons we lost and yeah. all the possible things that we could do to improve. I don't want to just take the easy way out and say, well, we were flat. We had, it was a bad week. It was a yeah. fluke. I want to look at, what, what could possibly hurt us again in the future? Yeah. All right. And I want you to need to sk- self scout. those right. You know, now you know, Tyron Smith and Dak Prescott, those injuries you know, I mean, those are things that you're you're pretty much stuck with right now.
0: Right. I agree. And and the thing the thing that I'm thinking and and especially for tyron smith i i don't i think i'm less concerned about dak than, than you are but tyron smith there's no question he's got a history of this there's no one can deny that and i think if if you sit him another two games and that significantly increases the chances that he doesn't get re-injured then i'm okay with with that rather than rushing him back and then he gets re-injured and he's out for the whole season. Because there's no way we can... Eat, we're, we're not going to win a single playoff game without Tyron Smith. Or, and Dak, for that matter. But I, I think this game was a, a prime example of the importance of Tyron Smith and the juxtaposition. Because, honestly, the rest of the O-line was very respectable. We weren't quite as dominant in the run game as we've been, but pass protection, we were pretty good, but Terrence Steele sucked. Um, and the the one thing I will add as well on the kind of moving on from Tyron Smith, I think we've seen this now from, from three guys up close in Connor Williams, Tyler Biotish, and, and Terrence Steele, at least at right tackle Terrence Steele, in that offensive line, more than any position, I think is a gradual build, and it's it's a position where the more you play it, the better you get. If if you have the right guy, obviously some guys just aren't good. But you know Connor Williams, he had two pretty mediocre seasons to start. He was better last year, and so far this has been his best year. Terrence Steele, pretty up and down last year this year starting off a little rocky but he's he's gotten better again at least at right tackle right. and then uh Tyler Biadish ha- has really come on in pass protection the last few games and he had another one where he was v- very solid so that's my fear with throwing away Tyron Smith and going with a rookie now if we're going to sign a free agent that you know that that would help but it, it's tough and you you're going to have to probably either sign a guy for a ton of money or what the Chiefs did, which was basically give up a second-round pick for Orlando Brown, who's not as good as Tyron Smith when he's healthy. Um, I just don't think there's a lot of better options out there than ben Tyron Smith just eking all you can out of him um, and then develop someone in the background because I think that's that's the key is you don't want to rely on a rookie left tackle that that's unless you're talking about you know the next coming the next coming of Orlando Pace but even you know Panay Sewell was supposed to be that guy and he's been he's been okay he hasn't been a liability but he, he certainly hasn't been dominant this year Rashawn Slater has been probably the closest thing he, he's been good um but but yeah, that that's my my hesitation with with left tackle. if, but the, draft, just...
1: if the draft was tomorrow, mm-hmm. and you could, you were picking where the Cowboys would, pick, would be picking, which yeah. is you know mid twenties. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, and what position is the great? What, what position would you really hope to find a good player at?
0: I mean, obviously it. it Depends who's on the clock in in a perfect Uh, world.
1: uh, Yeah, that's what I mean. Ideally, what, what, what position would, would, would you go for?
0: I mean, my first thought is defensive tackle. Uh, Like, I think that's the biggest need, but it's also not the most valuable position that that's always the, the trick with that one. Um, unless Kel- unless Kelvin Joseph really picks up i I would maybe say cornerback but I yeah. mean it- no matter what it- it's got to be it's got to be defense like i I don't think we will move on from Tyron Smith whether I think we should or not. I ultimately don't think we will barring like a career ending injury. so it doesn't make sense to draft a backup with your first pick. I, I would you know certainly target one in the first couple rounds, but I don't think on the first round. So I think it's got to be either defensive lineman edge or defensive tackle or cornerback, you know, safety. I think you can retain one of the guys that we've got, you know, hopefully curse who's been playing pretty well.
1: Um, Oh, and you know, Greg Zerline's out now too. He's on COVID. We have no kicker.
0: Well, we didn't yeah, have much of one, all, anyways. So
1: they're all auditioning Brett Marr.
0: Are they actually? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, all the more reason to go for it on fourth downs. Um. Oh, that's funny. Working out yeah, Brett Marr. I mean, you know,
1: this is you know, Zerline Zerline's been pretty good. You know he yeah. hasn't been you know oh, he hasn't cool. been great
0: he's been better than brett maher yeah put it that way
1: and um you know i i yeah uh, you know now he's on the covet list who knows you know if it was his if he did something stupid or what you know but uh, again it leads me to again question the leadership on this team you know, so many players have ended up. Cowboys have ended up on that list this year that mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem to me like they're there. That the leadership is making these guys take this thing seriously.
0: Yeah. Well, at least we're yeah, not you know. the Packers. Could be worse on that front. I don't know if you've been following. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Aaron, Aaron, Rodgers. yeah. Aaron.
1: Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers has been an arrogant prick since the yeah. day he entered this league. Right. The way he came in and treated Brett Favre.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But. um, yeah, so I'll jump into this um, this upcoming matchup, which I will be at. This is the uh, first Cowboys, or only well, so far at least, the only Cowboys game of the season I will be attending. Um, now, is your man going to be
1: on the field for you? Is DeMarcus no. going to play finally? No, 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 no he's still think- out.
0: No chance on him. I I would guess if I had to guess, stay, I would say. Still
1: playing Powderpuff. <laughs> I
0: I would guess Michael Gallup, and and that's that's my. That's theory. your guy. Um, I we need him. I hope he's back. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll be back. Gallimore, I from from the reports I'm reading, I feel like Gallimore maybe the initial prognosis was. Was not at like maybe it's more serious than the initial prognosis because it seems like he might be out s- several more. He might be around the time frame of Demarcus Lawrence, like the initial. DeMar- oh, unreal. Yeah, but
1: so how many? How, so we have one out of four starters actually starting on the
0: defensive on line. line. Well, Gregory. Gregory yeah, Gregory's the only
1: one. Nobody else? Was, yeah. None of those other guys are supposed to start. Well,
0: who would you put as the other defensive tackle besides Gallimore?
1: Well, it was going to be Demarcus Lawrence at defensive end, right. and Brett Urban, and uh, uh, the rookie earned the job, and Neville Gallimore. Yeah. Never, Neville Gallimore.
0: Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, the yeah, defensive tackles, I mean, that's that's just a... And, and yeah, I, I don't know what to, what to make of that. Um, like I, I almost I wonder if that's something to do with our scheme, but it, it can't be because we we've rotated three, we've had three straight changed systems, and they're all shit. And it's it's got to be just a lack of either poor scouting. Some some teams are just bad at positions. Yes. Um, it's got to be either that or or poor coaching or. I don't know some combination of of the two, but that that no, is it's a mostly scouting. Yeah, it's mostly it's mostly Will McClellan. Well, we did you know we drafted Tristan Hill, of course. So
1: yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, been, by, by the, the way, when, out. when you is he coming back? Is there a better tackle back? in the league than Tristan Hill? <laughs> you mean to
0: tell yeah, me he's, he's, not the, Aaron. He's,
1: like, he's not? He's not making Aaron Donald look like <laughs> a practice spotter?
0: Yeah, um, that
1: was pathetic.
0: I wonder when when is Tristan Hill supposed to come back? It's it's sad that I'm that I care at all, but he's playing in some football league (laughs) in his hometown part right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're playing the Falcons. Um, I will be at the game. The Falcons are coming off a victory against the the Saints with, but but. To be fair, it was the Saints with Trevor Simeon at quarterback after Jameis Winston got injured. Oh, um, uh, Jameis
1: Winston! Don't even bring that name
0: up. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the Falcons are. Eh, What's their record? They're four and four. Um, they haven't beaten anyone really remotely good, but they're also I, I, they're not terrible. Like, they, they, they got stomped by the Eagles the first game of the year. And my takeaway from that game was like, okay, the Falcons must really suck because the Eagles aren't that good. Yeah. And and really, I think it's just a matter of, like, the first game of the year, weird things happen. You know, that, that that's you got to chalk up the Saints beating the crap out of the Packers under that. You got to chalk up the Titans getting whooped by the... Uh, by the Cardinals as, as something like that. But yeah, other than that, they lost to Tampa. They beat the Giants. They lost to Washington, uh, barely. They beat the Jets by seven points. They beat the Dolphins by two points. And then they lost to the Carolina Panthers. And then they beat the Saints. So, so looking at the matchups, even with, the the Saints being on their you know second string quarterback that's still by far their most impressive win of the season and and they're definitely playing a little better They've won three of the last four, albeit against some not great opponents but yeah i mean the falcons they're they're kind of the same old falcons they they've got different playmakers that that's kind of the the no more Julio Jones now they've got Kyle Pitts and really one of the more kind of out of the blue success stories of the season is Cordero Patterson yeah. who's kind of like it's like if Devin Hester you know 8 or 9 years into his career as one of the best kickoff returners suddenly became like a running back receiver hybrid who who's a beast like Cordell Patterson he caught for 126 yards this last week as a running back receiver like he's so so yeah they Calvin Ridley's out um so really they don't have any like true receivers that really worry you Russell Gage is is like their number one guy right now How's
1: Kyle Pitts doing?
0: He's been he's been kind of up and down. He initially they were they were not really using him that well. They were kind of using him as a true tight end when it's really, you know, you should treat him as just a true X receiver, but they've started to do that a little more. He he had two really good games back to back against the Jets and the Dolphins. Then he got kind of shut down against the Panthers. And then he did okay last week against the Saints. He was getting ma- manned up by Marshawn Lattimore, and he, he beat him for a, a big gain, and I heard he had another one that he should have had for a big game, but he dropped. So he's he's kind of picking up, and and he's a guy that, that worries me no matter who's covering him. Cordero Patterson worries me because he's basically playing running back, which means that when he splits out, he's getting covered by a safety or a linebacker. And, and I don't think we have anyone, maybe, you know, curse, maybe I, I think could do an okay job, but definitely none of our linebackers are covering Cordell Patterson. If, if that's, if that's the matchup, we're, we're going to lose that matchup every time linebacker on Cordell Patterson. Um, so those are the two guys that worry me. Their their running game is not very impressive. Like I think teams the Broncos proved teams can run it on the Dallas Cowboys. The Falcons are probably not going to. I, it wouldn't shock me. You know, you never know, but like they're they're the most rushing yards any guy on their team has gotten this year is 60, and that was Cordero Patterson 3 weeks ago. So it's really it's Matt Ryan. He's he's kind of getting back in gear. He's he after a s- slow start has been playing like Matt Ryan, which is very good quarterback. Um, and and those two guys, Kyle Pitts and and Cordero Patterson, those are the main threats. Um, defensively, they're not that good. They I mean, they've got AJ. Got- oh, good.
1: No, I was just going to say that I think Dallas. Um, I just, I think Dallas has some flaws that were some serious problems there, um, at left tackle and at quarterback, and they came out so flat in this game. Um, I'm going to go with Atlanta, twenty-eight, twenty-four.
0: Yeah, I I think. I think we will beat Atlanta. The the one that I'm worried about even though they haven't played very well is is the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have the ability to and the you know the players to exploit our weaknesses. I I just don't think the Falcons do. Um, even even without Tyron Smith in the game, I don't think they've got any edge rushers that that really scare me I I just think their defense is gonna is not very good and I think we'll be able to we'll be able to put up points on them so I'm gonna say the Cowboys win uh let's say 30 to 24 Cowboys win but but you know again my disclaimer if they play like they did against the Broncos, they could lose every game on the schedule. Even Washington. We, yeah. we could lose to Washington if we play like that any other game. But again, I, I think I, I think there's a scenario where this is this is a wake up call and we you know, if the coaches and, and this is you know, it's a fair point, the coaches should treat this as an opportunity. I, I was listening to Kellen Moore And he was saying that they're not, you know, changing the process of what they do when they're looking at film. And and that's fine. But they I think the message should be, hey, we we can't just walk off the bus and and win a game at at home like this is we're going to get the best of you got to expect moving forward, you're going to get the best of every team that you play. And if you're not on your game, you could lose to any one of them. But at on the flip side, if you're, if we're on our game, we can beat any team on our schedule, including Arizona, I think. Um, so it's just which Dallas I, I'm expecting, you know, there's, there's flaws to this team beyond just this lat that that, have been permeating that we've made up for in previous weeks. But, you know, the the penalties, general sloppiness, and that's why I don't think it's going to be a totally clean game. But I, if we lost to the Falcons, I, I think then I would be uh, very much alarmed. <laughs> uh, right now, I, I think this was just, you know, it was going to happen at some point. We're gonna have a, you know, coming down to earth game, and you know, now it's just a question of how we'll we'll respond. But the Falcons are, are definitely not the toughest opponent to face coming off a game like that. So yeah,
1: and and, and I, like I said, I at the beginning I don't know, you know, I, I I won't I won't have a strong opinion about this team until after Thanksgiving game, okay? But I'm just pointing out things that were pretty easily seen priests in the off season that are definitely problems for us now. Yeah. And, um, you know, whether we can overcome them, that remains to be seen, you know, yeah. can Dak bounce back from his injury? How long is Tyron Smith out? Can, are they going to put the, the free agent out at left tackle? Are they going to, I don't, are they going to move Lyle Collins? What are they going to do there? Yeah. Should that should, You know, that should have been addressed better. Yep. Um, And defensively, you know, are they, you know, are are they that much better than they were last year, you know? And when when are they going to get these key players back to Marcus Lawrence and Neville Gallimore?
0: Yep. Yep. Those are all all good questions. But uh,
1: So I really don't know. I don't know if, you know – um, but I, I don't. I don't feel good about left tackle. I don't feel good about Dak Prescott, and I don't feel good about the defense. Really, um, those are things that I'm worried about. I would not bet on this game. I would never bet on football because football is just too, too unpredictable, okay. too uh, too aleatory. Okay. And um, but they have things that they need to look at, and um, I don't even know if they're. Things that they can change anytime soon because Dax got the contract. I think they extended Tyron Smith this year.
0: Yeah. So, or they backloaded yeah. his contract. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're all in on on those guys, and yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm guessing Tyron Smith is not going to be playing this week as well. It it sounds like it's up in the air, but yeah, I I would you know I would consider. Benching, you know, if Terrence Steele, if we want to keep it that way, maybe another game. You know, he's better off. Like Terrence Steele, this is the thing. Lyle Collins played left tackle in college. Terrence Steele has never played left tackle. He's a right tackle, college pro, period. Um, if we want to stick to that, sure, but you got to be ready to bench him if he's not if you're not playing yeah. well again, put in the free agent and, you yeah, know, see if that, I don't understand so why
1: they didn't play the free agent this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, and, you know, the, the a, a lot of the decisions I, I like of how we've been, how we've been kind of, you know, it seems like we've tried to, I don't know, have more of a, a little bit more of a meritocracy, but it kind of went out the window when we, you know, we weren't bringing Lyle Collins back first. And then so we, we sat him the first week back and then we immediately moved him back to right tackle. And you move Terrence Steele, who has been playing well at right tackle, to left tackle. Like to me, that's kind of undoing the message you were sending by the initial. Move beyond the fact that again, Lyle Collins has played left tackle in college. He's also played left guard. Like he's played now, you know, he's played two positions, and and he wasn't great, but he wasn't a disaster. Like he, he, to me, he's a guy that you can kind of plug wherever, and he's going to be at least passable. And Terrence Steele was was not that. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing that's not gonna. They're not gonna make a change there this week. But I think they they've got to. You got to be ready to to make some change, whether it's benching um, him for the free agent or swapping them.
1: And when you have to worry about your left tackle like that, with that's on Dak's mind,
0: absolutely. And, that's,
1: and then you know you got to add an extra man to help him out, the chip
0: or right. whatever,
1: if you don't want to get your quarterback killed, and that hinders your offense. You know, maybe they should maybe they should just put Lyle Collins there, and um, yeah. put Terrence Steele back to right tackle. You might have the right idea there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And but, Dak was um, definitely getting the ball out quicker, and and was you could tell he was feeling that pressure. Like he, yeah. I want to say Terrence Steele gave up eleven pressures throughout the game, and it, it was all to this guy. What? Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I think only one sack, but it was a bad sack. It, it was a. Bad sack on on the blind side. That's horrible. And and it was all this guy, Jonathan Cooper, who's... It was a rookie. Who's a rookie, right. Um, yeah, not not Von Miller. If, you know, that would be one thing, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fact-check myself here, but... Yeah, Cooper's a rookie. Oh, I am... No, I was underestimating it. He gave... Oh, oh, wait, this is for the the season phew. you um yeah i'm not figuring out where the to... nine pressures still not great seven seven hurries uh, one awesome. hit one sack yeah very and and before that he was you know the most he'd given up in any other game was three you know pretty respectable but yeah left tackle not not his his strong suit it appears yeah he's coming off three very solid pass blocking games at right tackle he had two two of them he didn't give up a single pressure not even a hurry and then one your idea is right i think your idea is
1: right to try collins there
0: yeah we'll see but uh yeah, thanks all for uh, for tuning in. I think that'll do it for, for this week. But um, but yeah, we'll be back next week for another episode to break down the Cowboys-Falcons game and preview Fal- uh, Cowboys-Chiefs. So uh, until till then, we'll uh, sign off for this week. Have a good day.